chapters twenty three and twenty four of biography of an american bondman by his daughter by josephine brown this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter twenty three i fettered not by creed or clan or gold or land or sea you roam through the world of light and life rejoicing you are free in the spring of eighteen fifty four a few ladies personal friends of mr brown in england wishing to secure to him the right of returning to the united states at any time that he might feel inclined without the liability of being arrested as a fugitive slave negotiated with his old master for the purchase of his freedom as it may be interesting to the reader to know how an american disposes of his neighbors we give below the bill of sale called a deed of emancipation know all men by these presents that i enoch price of the city and county of st louis and state of missouri for and in consideration of the sum of three hundred dollars to be paid to joseph greeley my agent in boston massachusetts by miss ellen richardson or her agent on the delivery of this paper do emancipate set free and liberate from slavery a mulatto man named sanford higgins alias william wells brown that i purchased of samuel willie on the second of october eighteen thirty three said brown is now in the fortieth year of his age and i do acknowledge that no other person holds any claim on him as a slave but myself in witness whereof i hereunto set my hand and seal this twenty-fourth day of april eighteen fifty four enoch price witness oliver harris john a hassan state of missouri county of st louis s s in the st louis circuit court april term eighteen fifty four april twenty fifth be it remembered that on this twenty-fifth day of april eighteen hundred and fifty-four in the open court came enoch price who is personally known to the court to be the same person whose name is subscribed to the foregoing instrument of writing as a party thereto and he acknowledged the same to be his act and deed for the purposes therein mentioned which said acknowledgment is entered on the record of the court of that day in testimony whereof i hereto set my hand and affix the seal of said court at office in the city of st louis the day and year last aforesaid william j hammond clerk state of missouri county of st louis s s i william j hammond clerk of the circuit court in and for the county aforesaid certify the foregoing to be a true and correct copy of the deed of emancipation from enoch price to sanford higgins alias william wells brown as fully as the same remains in my office in testimony whereof i hereto set my hand and affix the seal of said court at office in the city of st louis this twenty-fifth day of april eighteen hundred and fifty-four william j hammond clerk state of missouri county of st louis s s i alexander hamilton sole judge of the circuit court within 
and for the eighth judicial circuit of the state of missouri composed of the county of st louis certify that william j hammond whose name is subscribed to the foregoing certificate was at the date thereof and now is clerk of the circuit court within and for the county of st louis duly elected and qualified that his said certificate is in due form of law and that full faith and credit are and should be given to all such his official acts given under my hand at the city of st louis this twenty sixth day of april eighteen hundred and fifty four a hamilton judge july seventh eighteen fifty four i have received this day william i bowditch's check on the globe bank for three hundred dollars in full for the consideration of the foregoing instrument of emancipation joseph greeley by thomas page's authority the foregoing reader is a true copy of the bill of sale by which a democratic christian american sells his fellow-countrymen for british gold let this paper be read and the fact rung in the ears of our nervous negro aristocracy who are upholding an institution which withers and curses the land which blasts everything that it touches which lies like an incubus on the nation's breast which overshadows the genius of the american revolution and makes our countrymen the scorn and byword of the inhabitants of monarchical europe End of chapter twenty three chapter twenty four hail noble-hearted sympathetic band men of hope giving speech and ready hand followers of the lowly one who first began to plead for charity to fallen man as it regards social position any government is preferable to that of the united states for a colored person to live under the prejudice which exists in most of the american states against people of color is unknown in any european country this therefore is a great inducement to colored americans to take up their residence abroad although recognized as a man and treated with deference by all he met mr brown wished to return to the united states his feelings and inclinations were all with the slave and his friends and his soul yearned to be where the great battle for freedom was being fought with such feelings he had no wish to remain in england when informed by his friends that his liberty had been secured he therefore made preparations to return home immediately the following from sketches of places and people abroad will give some idea of the now free man's feelings when preparing for his departure from london what a change five years make in one's history the summer of eighteen forty nine found me a stranger in a foreign land unknown to its inhabitants its laws customs and history were a blank to me but how different the summer of eighteen fifty four during my sojourn i had travelled over nearly every railroad in england and scotland and had visited ireland and wales besides spending some weeks on the continent i had become so well acquainted with the british people and their history that i had begun to fancy myself an englishman by habit if not by birth the treatment which i had experienced at their hands had endeared them to me and it caused me to feel myself at home wherever i went 
under such circumstances it was not strange that i commenced with palpitating heart the preparations to return to my native land native land how harshly that word sounds in my ears true america was the land of my birth my grandfather had taken part in her revolution had enriched the soil with his blood yet upon this soil i had been worked as a slave i seemed to hear the sound of the auctioneer's rough voice as i stood on the block in the slave market at st louis i shall never forget the savage grin with which he welcomed a higher bid when he thought he had received the last offer i had seen my mother sold and taken to the cotton-fields of the far south three brothers had been bartered to the sole drivers in my presence a dear sister had been sold to the negro dealer and driven away by him i had seen the rusty chains fastened upon her delicate wrists the whip had been applied to my own person and the marks of the brutal driver's lash were still on my body yet this was my native land and to this land was i about to embark mr brown came home in the steamship city of manchester and landed at philadelphia where a reception was given to him the meeting says the anti-slavery standard was held in the brick wesley church which was crowded to its utmost capacity with the friends of mr brown and the public generally to extend to him the most cordial token of regard the fact that he had faithfully and nobly represented his enslaved countrymen while in europe was too obvious in the estimation of those who had assembled to welcome and greet him on his return to admit of a shadow of doubt during the five years that mr brown had passed in europe his numerous friends especially the colored man have had great cause of satisfaction and gratification in looking over his labors as a lecturer presenting the claims of his brethren in bonds as an author constantly using his pen in enlightening the british people on the monstrous iniquities of slavery and likewise contributing to the demands of literature and knowledge in other respects two of his works having been published and creditably noticed by the press of great britain robert purvis esq one of the most devoted friends of the slave presided over the meeting and at its close the following resolutions were unanimously adopted resolved that we rejoice in the opportunity afforded by this meeting of greeting our friend william wells brown on his return to this country and that we hereby avail ourselves of it to extend to him our heartiest assurances of welcome resolved that our thanks are due to mr brown for the zeal and fidelity with which he has advocated the cause of freedom and the interests of the colored man in great britain and that we are severally grateful to him for leaving a country where a black man labors under no disabilities and where there is no prejudice against color to return to this land of slavery and labor for the disenthrallment of his brethren from the hate of the white man and the chains of the slaveholder at boston a meeting was held in the Myonaon, at which francis jackson esq the staunch friend of humanity presided speeches were made by william lord garrison william c nell and wendell phillips the last-named speaker in welcoming mr brown said i rejoice that our friend brown went abroad i rejoice still more that he has returned 
the years any thoughtful man spends abroad must enlarge his mind and store it richly but such a visit is to a colored man more than merely intellectual education he lives for the first time free from the blighting chill of prejudice he sees no society no institution no place of resort or means of comfort from which his color debars him after mentioning some amusing instances of the surprise of americans at this absence of prejudice abroad mr phillips said we have to thank our friend for the fidelity with which he has amid many temptations stood by those whose good name religious prejudice is trying to undermine in great britain that land is not all paradise to the colored man too many of them allow themselves to be made tools of the most subtle foes of their race we recognize to-night the clear-sightedness and fidelity of mr brown's course abroad not only to thank him but to assure our friends there that this is what the abolitionists of boston endorse mr phillips proceeded i still more rejoice that mr brown has returned returned to what not to what he can call his country the white man comes home when milton heard in italy the sound of arms from england he hastened back young enthusiastic and bathed in beautiful art as he was in florence i would not be away he said when a blow was struck for liberty he came to a country where his manhood was recognized to fight on equal footing the black man comes home to no liberty but the liberty of suffering to struggle in fetters for the welfare of his race it is a magnanimous sympathy with his blood that brings such a man back i honor it we meet to do it honor franklin's motto was ubi libertas ibi patria where liberty is there is my country had our friend adopted that for his rule he would have stayed in europe liberty for him is there the colored man who returns like our friend to labor crushed and despised for his race sails under a higher flag his motto is where my country is there will i bring liberty End of chapter twenty four end of biography of an american bondman by his daughter by josephine brown